Welcome guys, welcome, welcome. Season two of the Undercard uh, podcast, episode one. And you're here with myself as always, Rakim, with my amazing co-host Josh. What's happening, Josh? Yeah, mate, all good to be back. <coughs> How you doing? Not too bad, bro, not too bad. I feel like, well, there's no feeling about it, definitely. It's been, it's been about, what, ages since we've both sat down and done this again. I think... Before we start, I think we owe our listeners sort of an explanation for where we've been and why the hiatus. Um, and there's just the troubles and weaves of life, I guess. We both had personal things going on and everything has kind of had to take a back burner yourself getting married. So that was pretty stressful for yourself. Um, but yeah, what, what do you reckon, Josh? Yeah, just getting back to it, I think. And, uh, you know, it's important to put to put certain aspects in life at the, at the forefront and uh, the stresses that come with getting married. But uh, glad glad it's done and uh, glad we're moving forward with this and uh, season two. I'm very excited to get going, you know. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time to make it because I think there's been so many times where we've been speaking and it's like, bro, we need to get back, we need to get back. And it's just one of them things where it's just when the time's ready and the time's right it will happen and thankfully that time's coming i guess the universe giving us both a kick up the backside and here we are now recording season two grateful as always that we are able to record season two and 268 amazing amazing card obviously had 267 last week 268 this week uh fight night next week and bro i think i think usually with these with these cards we start from the main event to work down but I think we've got to start with the fight of the night. I think we have to start with the fight of the night. And I remember, I vividly remember you telling me that the, the round one in the Chandler Gaethje fight is probably the best best first round you've ever seen. And I have to hold my hands up and say I agree with you. That was an amazing first round. It, honestly, from start to finish, this fight was just unbelievable. I don't think. I've seen a fight like that from start to finish. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I had absolutely. Every, I, had, I had everything. I, it, it missed. The only thing it was missing, I tell you, like, the only thing it was missing was it missing. It was missing a knockout, but it had literally everything else in between that because it was an amazing fight from start to finish. Oh, you say that though, but I, I was, I was adamant Chandler was out in round two, mate. Just whoa. how he, how he took some of them. Oh, oh, oh from, the, from the uppercut. From the uppercut. Yes. Oh, good God. Bro, and he was just like, an like, incredible. He was like, incredible. He was just egging fight. him on. He was just egging him on as well. Like he's like, it was just like he was just made out of steel and like nothing was nothing was hurting him really. But um, it was an amazing fight. And one thing I didn't know was going into the first rounds or well, at the start of the fight was um, Chandler's wide base. Obviously, that's to negate his leg kicks. But I think it was. I think it was the start of the round three. You could just see Chandler's legs were just absolutely mashed up. Yeah, he got. <clears throat> he tried to avoid that for so long in round one, and you could just see. Uh, obviously, Gaethje is just an elite talent. <laughs> there was no denying it was a you know with Trevor Whitman in the corner, and we'll get on to how great his uh, yeah, his night big, was overall. But. But but Gaethje, you know, opening up this main main card, this was always going to be fireworks. And I said it to you as I, like, this is the fight 
this is the fight and it will hit every single person's fight of the night. It and it is it is beyond doubt fight of the year. Beyond doubt. Um and uh, don't get me wrong, there's been some great fights, so but that that in itself uh was just something else, honestly. I just can't speak highly of the two two guys. Uh how they both went in there the the last kind of closing of the of the final round where they just embraced before the, before the fight yeah. even ended I just loved everything about it I just thought it was brilliant and it's two guys at the top end of one of the most competitive divisions in this sport um, and it just shows you I think how far ahead the UFC is a from from any combat sport um, but b uh, from most sports in general, um, you know, to have that mentality as an athlete once you have finished a fight, punching and kicking the living daylights out of somebody, to to embrace like they did afterwards, but to also hear that backstage, you know, that the two guys, Gaethje tried getting in uh, the ambulance that Chandler was in to get taken yeah. off the hospital. Do you know what I mean? Like, where else does that happen? Like just just yeah, crazy think, man. The US the UFC is just elite elite. I think there's I think I think there's a I think there's a photo shared after the fight where both of them sort of like got their arms around each other and it all smiles and embracing each other. And I think Chan Chan is he's always been like that kind of person to have good sportsmanship and Gaethje Gate Gaethje's a cool dude as well. I'm a big fan of Gaethje. But going back to Chandler, but that guy's a dog. That guy is a real dog. He's, he was eating up uppercuts. He was eating up ground shots. He was eating up everything, bro. And he was just asking for more and more. Like, he was literally asking. I think there's, I think I want to say in round one, I want to say, there's there, there was an exchange. Um, and they're grappling each other. And then they separate. Trying to start spitting out some blood. And then just eggs him on to go. Walks forward and eggs on, eggs on Gate G. I just thought that was gangster. Like that was like, that was some gangster shit. And um, like I said, I thought that, that first round had everything except the knockout. Um, at round two, I think round two was the round yeah where Gate where Gaethje landed the uppercut, and then China done well to recover there. Showed, he, he showed some good high level wrestling, but bro, how he made it out of round two because his face was absolutely bloodied up to the max. So how he made it out of round two, I have no clue. But then to make it through round three. It, it just goes back to what you said about it being one a high level a high level sport and one of the best sports because bro you, you you've got to ride or die on that octagon like you can't be like not not everyone's a fighter and it's, I guess it boils down to it's just in you and there's what a lot of a lot of a lot of mixed martial artists and a lot of combat sports will say it's just it's just in them it, there's just something in them that makes them want to just go out and be, be a mixed martial artist or be a combat sport artist and that was that that heart and that grit was 100% on show with Michael Chandler because bro there was some stuff that he went through that night and I would never want to go through because he got battered bro but he just mm. carried on yeah but and battered in the sense that um you know he, he was never he was never not out of the fight which is battered in terms of shot he took then that's it, and that and that's power. pure and that is pure credit to Gaethje and and his team, you know, because he hits so hard, uh, but so calculated as well, you know. He, he was he was stepping in on so many combinations. 
I honestly think, for me anyway, looking at Gaethje, positioning-wise and where he has built himself up to in the division, the training he's had, the people he's working with now, you know, to have Kamara Usman working with you on a camp and, and Rose as well, just incredible. What what more could you ask for, really? And and for me, Gaethje now moving into what is undoubtedly going to be a title fight for him um, after uh, Charles Oliveira uh, faces off against Dustin Poirier, I'd I just struggle to see now how he is how he is not destined for that bout because he he has everything he has everything there behind him now. Uh, to put him in that position. And the only person that can fail him now is himself. He is the only person. Um, And I have so much respect. And I I did anyway, I think. I really did. And watching Chandler before, I had a lot of respect for him. Uh, Coming through Bellator, the way he fought there, he always fought with heart. He's a champion, though, again. Exactly, exactly that. So he knows exactly what it takes to get there. And uh, I, I have the utmost respect for him. And I really do think he'll be back in and around it because when you look at the guys below him in, in this division, I think he is better than them. You look at his fought in this division, uh, Dan Hooker, obviously, who he knocked out. Uh, and then he obviously, he's taken those two losses, hasn't he? Um, he didn't look bad at all against Charles Oliveira. Uh, and he certainly didn't look bad uh, against Gaethje, uh, Barr, obviously getting cut up and, and whatnot to the face, but but he gave great account for him on, on both occasions. So he can certainly go with the uh, with the elite in this division. And uh, it just shows, doesn't it, that the UFC picked up an absolute gem there because he, he will sell pay-per-views. He is a fantastic fighter. Yeah, I think with this with this fight especially, you know, there's, there's, you have these fights where they come and both, you know, there's there's always got to be a winner and a loser for the stats. But if you take away that and the and, and the records out of the equation, both of these fighters won this fight because both of their stocks is definitely shooting up. Because both of these guys put on an 100%. absolute, they put on an absolute brawl. And it's Gaethje, yeah, he's won, so he's gonna get the high rankings and what what what. But um, Chandler, bro, being able to go in the being able to go in the octagon. Put on, a, put on a brawl like that against Gaethje, who, who who's not shy of a brawl himself, and come out come out of it like that, bro. That's 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 credit to both of them. Credit to Chandler, but credit to both of them as well. And like I said, I think both of them definitely they're gonna come away from this feeling like winners, in the sense of bro, this stock. Um, and yeah, I think I think this I think this rightfully rightfully deserves to be fighting tonight. Um, and I guess now next is all all eyes to the main event on the next card in this uh, in this week in this week class. Yeah, and and very exciting again. You know, they're um, I'm sure G- Justin Gaethje will be eagerly awaiting that fight, and uh, I really don't know who you'd want to fight out of the two of them because they're both tough opposition, but um, it it will be a great fight. Um, either way and I think Gaethje against either of those guys is going to be a great fight moving into next year and it, and it just shows doesn't it how much we've got to look forward to going into 2022 as well with, with both this division and, and, and all the divisions really in the UFC 
Yeah, and if we go if we go up a division to the welterweights, which just so happened to be the main event of the card, we had we had probably the two best welterweights in the world right now competing against each other at the pinnacle of combat sports. Oh, absolutely amazing fight again. And we started the main card. Started the main card with with an absolute machine, an absolute brawl of a fight. Ended the main card with an amazing fight as well. What did what did you think of this? Yeah, it was. Um, I was I was watching it thinking for two rounds, and uh, you were probably the same. But I was thinking, God, Colby is nowhere near this fight. He doesn't. He does not look like anything like he tried to put up um yeah you know in in the even in the first fight you know where where he looked in parts like he was going for it you know but he just he just looked like, like a shadow of that and a shadow of what he's been in previous fights against other fighters even but uh something woke him up and whether it was that massive knockdown from Usman uh, where you know in in round two towards the end there and I think to be I think to be honest with you had it have not been that, that close to the end round Usman could have finished that because oh, he, really, he really took something out of him there it, it was close to going I think I think if you had like 30 seconds more bro he probably would have had his hand up a minute later um mm. yeah Colby Col- 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 was I don't know how he done it but he was lucky to survive round two and go even in, going into round three. I thought he was down bad, and I thought he was down now. But it's mad because Usman absolutely dominated Colby. I feel it parts. But Colby has been doing that to other fighters in the division as well. So the goes yeah. back to goes back to what I said about these two being top dogs of the of the Wildway division. You know, they've I've seen a lot of people prize the fight saying how very, very very similar these two were the only thing separating them really was Usman's power which which basically you, you could argue helped him in this or was was the winning factor in in the fight but the point is that Colby Usman's dominating Colby in this fashion which Colby's been doing to other fighters but the fact that Usman's doing it to Colby bro this guy's resume and I think that I think Dana White said after the fight we're looking at the greatest welterweight fight ever so it's hard to argue with that statement, isn't it? You know, there's very hard. Very hard. and there's been there's there's been many good welterweights, you know, throughout the years, but uh, Usman has really built up this resume, as you say, and it's, it's something special now. You know, he's he's going round guys twice. Um, you know, his next fight will probably be Leon. Should Leon win um, when when he fights against Jorge, which is next month, isn't it? So. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which again is, is another massive fight, um, but I just think I just think look at look at what Usman has done uh, since he's been with the UFC. Uh, look at his body of work. Look at how he's developed his striking. Uh, the way he stands behind his jab. Uh, that jab is vicious. Like you saw it through rounds one, one and two, where he stood behind that jab. There was no way Colby was getting through that, and and he didn't want to because he knew how strong it was. Um, and the only thing I think that I would say in this fight, obviously Usman's come away with a victory, but I think the only thing he can be disappointed in, I guess, is that he got dragged into that dog fight with Colby, um, which which maybe 
maybe on, on the grand scheme of things he probably wouldn't want to do yeah uh, on 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 the basis that you're taking damage um and and all of that business but you're on the biggest stage the biggest stage in in fight sports uh you know madison square garden on this card you know a massive card uh you you want to put on a fight for the fans don't you and i and i can't help but think there's there's elements to that behind this uh you know no one wants to see him go out and beat beat the crap out of someone for three to four rounds against colby and put him away do you know what i mean like, yeah. last last fight on the cards but um yeah usman for me has, has proved all the doubters wrong now um he is the if, pound if there for was, pound. If there he was, is the pound for pound best guy. There is no doubt, about it. no doubt. If there was any doubters before, before Saturday, you best believe there was. There ain't any now. And I, I was a doubter when this was way. This was when he was fighting Woodley. Um, and when he fought Woodley, I was like, nah, Woodley's gonna batter him. He's just a, he's just a, he's just a weaker version of Woodley wrestling with less. Power. I remember that chat. I remember I like, that. Nah, Woodley's gonna bang him, and bro, he, he didn't just beat Woodley. He fucked him up. He mashed, he mashed Woodley up, bro. Um, and ever since then, bro, I respect him. The Nigerian nightmare is definitely a nightmare. And um, one thing I, one thing I will say is that he, he probably, he's probably not gonna care because he's champion. He got a belt still. But he has lost his 100% takedown D record. Got taken down by Colby. Yeah, this this is a bit of a grey area because uh, I think most sites you look on, they're actually stating he was not taken down in that fight, you know. And I find that really hard to uh, understand because I, I counted at least two, um, yeah. you know. And don't get me wrong, they were brief. They were very brief. And he, he had really good. He had a really good scramble and he, and he showed that, you know. He's shown that throughout his career, really, but um, he showed that quite a lot in this fight with the other takedown attempts that, that Colby put in. Um, but yeah, I count I counted at least two, so uh, I, I'm not sure what's going on with um, some of these sites that are that are putting these these stats up. But <laughs> there we go. Probably just picking and choosing to make uh, to make it look better for his man. But yeah, I'm with you. I think that I think that. There was some takedown definitely in the fight, but tomato, tomato, in it. But yeah, I think I think the the fact Colby has taken him down in 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 obviously we we think he's been we think that he took him down as people aren't, but that's that's just gonna give Colby more ammo now for the fight. And that's 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 just more ammunition for Colby. So that's going to be interesting to see. What interesting is also note to the end of the fight, there was a bit of a embrace between the two, um, a bit of shaking hands and I guess a little hug or whatever. And then Colby even broke out of character and said it's just money or it's just business, something along those lines, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but yeah, very good fight. Very, but if, if, if you doubted those men before, you you absolutely got to be bozo to be down him now because this guy's here to stay. Yeah, and and this is it, isn't it? And you know, there's there's not many that have uh, that have not faced him now in this division. Um, I think from memory, uh, the only guy really near the top is uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson who hasn't fought him. 
which does create a different kind of angle, I guess, because obviously he's a karate base. That's something Usman hasn't really faced. Not not many do face, do they, in the UFC, because there aren't yeah. masses of karate base. Um, and then the only other guy, obviously, who is getting so much hype at the minute uh, is is Hamzak Chimaev. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> who has just taken over this sport in in the in the respect that he has just blown up in such a short period of time um, to such a high level as well. It's not just like oh you know he's blown up, he's blown up. He's he's fought someone now now near you know the upper echelons of the division really. So um, that that'll be interesting to see how Hamzat goes. Um, obviously Colby's been giving beef to come shot Chimaev this week so uh, I'll I'll be enlightened to see if that fight ever comes about because that would uh, that would be interesting as well um, this this division as a whole I think has has a lot of levels to it and a, and a lot of aspects that could take place the important one I think on Usman's standpoint at the moment is that of Leon Edwards um Obviously, from a Brit's standpoint as well, uh, that is the fight we want to see. Uh, so let's pray to God that uh, Leon gets the business done uh, next time out, and, and, we, and we see that fight because I'd love to see Leon get a crack at all. If you know, if yeah. anyone's earned it, uh, he certainly has. So um, that's that's the that's the root of this division in the immediate future. But there is there is some some future for uh, some lad in this division for sure 101% but going back uh, quickly one thing I will say about Usman is that he's I'm getting I'm getting kind of John Jones vibes and I I'm, I could very much very well be completely off the mark but again John Jones vibes in the sense that He's fought, he's fought some credible fighters. His, his resume is very, very good. Number one pound for pounds. Um, greatest welterweight ever, question mark in brackets. I'd probably say, in my opinion, yeah, definitely. Um, but he just has this sense of invincibility around him at the moment where you could chuck it. Chuck it. I'm just looking at the rankings now, and other than other than who said Wonderboy and Kamzat, like he could very much easily beat any of these fighters. Even even then, Kamzat and Wonderboy, I think he'd beat anyway. But he just he just has a sense of this invincibility around him, and and he's not going to lose. And no no other fighter has really had that for me, other than John Jones, who still has a to this very day. But I feel if Usman wasn't in the division, say Usman hypothetically went up to middleweight, Colby Hendricks would be the champion of this division. Same again with DC and John Jones, where DC, what John Jones was, DC's Achilles heel. Um, I, I feel like parallels here with Colby and Usman, but like I said, I could very much be well off the mark here. But that's just my my two pence. That was that was branded branded around a lot in fight week, wasn't it? And, and Usman alluded to it um, a little bit in his in his fight presser, where he just said, you know, sometimes times in life you just have to accept that you were put on this planet at a time where there's a guy who's better than you and you can't argue with him you know so much of what he's saying there is true you know he's he is the best guy in the world so for Colby it is just 
just an inconvenience, I guess, that, you know, that guy happens to fall in his division at the time where he's at the very, very peak of his powers. Um, now, you know, all being said, would Colby beat any of the guys below him in the division? You would you would think so. Based off but, of performance, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah abso- absolutely. But at the same time, we haven't seen much of Colby Covington over the last two years. Um, you know, he's, he fought a relatively washed up uh, Tyrone Woodley last time out before, uh, before obviously fighting uh, this fight. And then obviously he's had, he's had these two fights with Usman either side of that. So for him now, it's about building back up to either getting back at a title shot against Usman or getting back at, uh, what, what could be a title shot against whoever the next guy will be if Usman does decide to call it a day. And I don't think anyone could say he's not built up enough of a legacy to uh, to pack in the sport whenever he is ready to now, because he, he certainly has achieved everything you can imagine and more, I think. And I, I completely agree with you 100%. And one last comment I will say uh, this time about Colby his adjustments and his game plan and I guess the, the coach plan and the switching of the coach plan, um, adjusting from going from round two to round three, amazing bro. And that's that that was, that was really, really, really good calling him cornersmanship, if that's even a word. Um but yeah, fair play. Both of them put on an absolute epic of a fight. Usman come out the win. I think I think me and you both kind of kind of agreed that we were expecting us to win. I think a lot of people were expecting us to win. Um, decision, yeah, all five rounds, I'll, we'll, I'll take that because it was a fantastic, amazing fight. Working down the cards, go to the uh, co-main event, the women's, the women's title fight. One thing I will say about this fight, it showed just how good and how technical women's MMA has come or has, has, has become. And... I think it was just. I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm a big. I'm a big, big women's MMA fan, um, as a as a whole anyway. But I think that this two fight, th- these two fighters, very, very technical, very, very technical fighters. And bro, any 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 people who had their doubts about women's fighters or the quality between the two genders, this fight was amazing. And if you still think if you still think women's fighters are lacking, you're done, bro. Yeah, this. This this fight was was another great fight, wasn't it? And uh, it held its own on this card, uh, which yeah. which is a you know it's a difficult card to hold to hold your own in, you know. And uh, both both of these women uh, gave such a good account for themselves. And you know, anyone who's listened to the podcast previous, uh, going back to the last time these women fought, uh, you'll know of the shared love that we have for uh, Rose Namajunas. And I am, I'm just so glad she, she has got that defence in uh, from the rematch, you know, against a, an elite level fighter uh, in Wei Li. And not only that, she's actually showed that she's gone through the five rounds against her because obviously knocking her out within seconds is such such an amazing spectacle. Uh, it's an incredible knockout, but that is seconds, you know. You, you know, what you put on over 25 minutes... Um, it it, defi- it defines her. It it defines what she 
what she is as a fighter. It defines her ability to be down in a fight potentially uh, to come to come out and win it. Um, and and I thought Wei Li showed absolute levels uh, to what she has to offer. And I don't think I've seen that in many of her fights. I remember saying to you, obviously, in that fight that she had against uh, Joanna, her striking was just next level. Like, I've not seen that level of striking that those two women offered um, in, in women's MMA, MMA really, uh, outside of Amanda Nunes. But... Um, I think she just showed such different elements and she's obviously working with Henry Cejudo, which was highlighted uh, all through fight week. <clears throat> but she has worked so much on uh, her jiu-jitsu, um, but also like her kicking as well. Her kicking was great in this fight. Like if you just watch it and how Rose dealt with it as well was brilliant. Just just another great fight. Another brilliant, brilliant fight. Yeah, it's... it's interestingly you touch on how Rose dealt in the fight because I feel like Rose's experience and Rose's mm, yeah I guess her experience just 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 being in the UFC and being in Octagon as a whole I think really helped in championship rounds obviously she got wobbled she got wobbled in I think it was round two with a left hand from Zhang and I feel like coming into the championship rounds four and five she did show show her XP and sort of dug in deep Used the wrestling and just ground up, grounded out the the dub, which we'll come on to I guess in a minute in terms of the scoring because I think that me and you are gonna have similar opinions on the scoring. But one thing I will say about Whaley, bro, she's a G as well. She is such a G. She she held it down in the in the octagon with Rose. Obviously unlucky in the first in the first fight. Some people depend on who you ask, but. I feel like in the second, this fight, this this second fight, she very very easily could have won this fight 100%. And I feel like yeah. she's a gangster, and she, I think that these two will fight again for a title. Not necessarily, not necessarily saying the the next fight for Rose is going to be this fight in general, but I think that this this will be a trilogy fight for a title sooner or later. Yeah, and. <clears throat> That that comes largely with the fact that you know these these two women are some of the best in this division yeah, and, uh, and you know and, and Wei Li when you look at it has only really started on this curve of I guess full exploration of of what skill she has to offer she she was so striking based before um, oh, yeah massively and you know adding this layer to her to her game is going to add so much to her moving forward you know she'll come up against different types of fighters uh, as the women's game develops even more as well and and I just think that she's she is with, without you know without being ridiculous she is she is just as good as Rose really 100 and and you know these two offered a great a great fight again, um, and, and you just you just need to see Whaley go away, fight a few fights, and you just got to hope that that Rose is still champion at the time for them to meet in in that championship fight, you know, because because it would be fantastic, you know. Yeah, I think I think I read so I, I saw read something online about Carlos Esparza and Rose fights something for the title. It'd be, you know, it's, it's, it, they've got they've got history these two, 
But I do think that Whaley and Rose will, will be fighting for the title some point in 2022, probably, towards the end, maybe, but they definitely will be fighting. One thing I do want to get your opinion on, because I, I don't think we've spoken about this yet, what did you make of the judge who scored it 49-46? Yeah, it, it, it does baffle me. I had a similar issue with uh, the Usman fight, to be fair, because there was one judge who scored it uh, an extra round to Usman, didn't they? Um I very much was 3-2 in both fights, and I thought very clearly as well. Like it was not, you know, there was there was no, um, well, there were, there were, I guess there was a slight argument for one or two of the rounds being very close, but um, I, I, I was adamant both fights were 3-2, and, and again here, 3-2 three, three to, to Rose on this occasion. Um, but as you said, that could have gone either way because t- two of the rounds were very close, both in the striking um you know and then you also look at like control time clinch time everything just all aspects of their game were so closely matched uh i just think rose edged it overall um but i wouldn't to, to be fair the judging as a whole on on this whole fight card was was very consistent um and you know we've had negative comments on judging before now um so i'm not i'm not going to get down the route of saying the judging was bad but yeah this this one was a bit of an odd one to to score the extra round to rose um i think it did a bit of a disservice to way lee really more than anything yeah i think yeah we'll 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 tread lightly with our comments to the officials but i do think that Whaley deserved a bit more respect and one thing I will also point out she's very very gracious in defeat big big fan yeah. of big just big fan of any fighter who got good sportsmanship but Whaley's very she's very very gracious in defeat um and Rose is now queen of New York I think she's fought twice and now Madison Madison Square Garden fought once in Brooklyn um won every fight so queen of New York is now here and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Moving down the card, we got Chito Vira versus Frankie Edgar. A lot of people have probably seen the photo of the the, the front kick. I think, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's it's not a good photo. But if you watch if you watch the knockout in motion, bro, in it's an incredible hit. It's, it's the pinpoint accuracy on it because he lands it and then, yeah. nose, then Frankie's nose immediately starts bleeding goes to the floor straight straight um, record court waves off straight away I think I think that's an amazing decision personally great think, stoppage great think, stoppage and, and any one or two hammer fists that in that position you're probably looking at permanent damage mm. so I, I think I think it was a very very good knockout Frankie gets Frankie gets to live to see another day. He's fine and healthy, so in in that sense, very good knockout. But bro, fair play to Cheeto. That was an insane. That was that was very very good, and that's gonna help him propel into top fifteen. Grant, yeah, definitely top ten. He'll have he'll definitely have years years perked up looking. He's he's an exceptional talent, isn't he, Cheeto Vera? And he's uh, he's been on the horizon for a bit of time now, and uh, you know. Be, beating somebody 
to the level of Frankie Edgar and what he's done in this sport um, will always propel you. It doesn't really matter at what point in their career they're at either. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very much in the standpoint as you. I was just happy to see Frankie Edgar get out there with minimal damage in that respect. Um, it was it was a, it was a brilliant stoppage. Um, you couldn't ask for a ref to stop it any cleaner really you know he's, he's caught the contact and he's got him out of there and and, it, and it's fair dues because it's a clean it's a clean shot um it's just a shame because frankie was probably ahead he was he was doing so well in the fight and he just you know he just got caught with something very very good um you know and had that have gone to the judges scorecards i think it would have been a very very close cause to which way it went just just a big shame big shame for frankie edgar yeah, and some people might say that you know he got he got caught with a lucky kick or he got caught with a lucky shot, you know lucky X lucky X lucky Y whatever whatever. But nah, that was that was pinpoint accuracy, bro. Because if you watch it, if you watch it in motion, he's throwing uh, Cheeto here now. He's throwing a few punches here and there, circling, circling, circling. Boom, front kick down the middle, bang. And yeah, say it said it once, but I'll say it again. Very very good stoppage completely agree with it and I think that oh, Chio Vera very very interesting obviously he's got history with Sean O'Malley who's fighting on is it the next pay-per-view I want to say 269 it is yeah he, he's fighting on 269 so that'll be very interesting um be funny to see if um Sean O'Malley or Chito Vera sort of pipe up during uh, fight week but We'll, we'll see later on down the line. I can't think, I can't help but think their paths will cross again. Yeah, really, that's, that's, yeah. I, I think so too. I think so too. And quite think, soon too, yeah. I think Sean O'Malley kind of strikes me as a fighter who would want to get the 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 win over Chito Vera again. Well, not again because he hasn't got one, but he'll want to get the win over Chito Vera just to sort of wipe that slate and they're on they're both on even grounds but anyway again we, we'll, we'll we'll save this conversation for that uh, that week's episode but we'll um end on the second fight on the card which was billy quarantilo versus shane burgos now what did you think of this fight bro on any other fight card this is probably far than i this is it it was it was lit this was lit mate and i I knew it would be shane burgos as literally in his last couple of fights just just set just set himself up really as as a kind of fighter who's just going to walk you down and box your head off um and i've watched billy q a couple of times and i do really like him he's he's got a lot of heart uh and he definitely showed that in this fight um this in all aspects there should have been a knockout in this fight. Um, you know, there was wobbles everywhere. Um, I was so surprised to see it go all the way to the end. But um, Shane, Shane Burgos, um, what what a fighter, mate. What a fighter. To come back after that knockout that obviously he had against Edson Barbosa, um, to come back, get this win, which is a massive win, by the way. Um you know, towards the bottom of the division, like he'd, he'd have lost his ranking if he, if he'd lost this fight. So it's that's yeah. massive for him. Um, you know, and 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 time to build himself back up and uh, and show what what he's got. And I I just love his boxing. His boxing is is so dirty. Um, and 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 his head movement. Just just watch. Just 
yeah, anyone who's not watched this fight as, as well as any of the fights on this card really, but this fight probably because of the because of the guys' names and whatnot probably went a bit of bit of a miss really um, compared to the others. And you could see the crowd, couldn't you as well? Just like very standoffish yeah, really yeah, after, yeah. after watching the uh, Chan Legacy fight. This this fight you should be up on your feet absolutely roaring for this. Like they were just going at each other. They just stood in the pocket and just just traded for at least at least 10 of the 15 minutes um crazy fight crazy fight wow this was it's interesting you mentioned about um your how you how you much you like shane burgos because this was his 10th fight in the ufc he's had yeah. four he's had four fighting night performances bonuses obviously his most recent one was the loss against edson barboza but 40 percent 10 fights 40 percent performance of the night bonus that's not bad. That's not bad at all. So you already know what kind of fighter you're, one, you're coming up against if you're the fighter, two, you're watching if you're the spectator. And I feel like I agree with you. I agree with you completely. I feel like they both put on a clinic, amazing fight. And they were the lucky, the the fight that opened up the card was just was just a phenomenal, phenomenal fight. But taking the credit away from both of these guys for this fight because this fight was very, very good as well. I will agree with you as well on the Shane Burgos. How I, I don't know how I don't know how he showed heart to go through and then dominate the next two rounds. Completely mm-hmm. dominated, completely dominated two and three. Um, end the round one looked completely dead. Um, but powered through one and again that goes back to what we said at the start of the episode about UFC and UFC as a whole being being just this pinnacle this pinnacle sport and I guess a true test of true test of yourself as an athlete because you're not you're not you're not relying on other people to make the shots and you're not relying on other people to hand you the ball and things like that so yeah amazing amazing fight amazing card as a whole and if we're if we're getting cards like this consistently, well, the UFC is gonna just literally skyrocket up. And there's there's been there's been a few people that I know personally that have watched the cards, this card, not not very avid or um, consistent UFC viewers. And if if you're if you're a beginner or let's say an amateur in inverted commas UFC fan, then this is the first card that you've watched. Well, you're gonna, your jaw's gonna be on the on the floor. Like I want more because this was an amazing <laughs> card. This was an amazing card. I, we'll quickly just wrap up some of the prelims. Um, I know you're eager to talk about your boy on the early prelims. Um, your boy Ian Gary. So I'll let I'll I'll let I'll let you I'll let you have your moments. But I'll just quickly <laughs> wrap up. We'll quickly wrap up the uh, the prelims. Obviously, um, Alex Pereira. I believe that's the fighter who beat. Um, Israel Adesanya. Israel bro, Adesanya. Yeah. His tongue, his name is literally under my tongue. The fight yeah. to beat Israel Adesanya. He got a second round knock, uh, TKO. Um, Phil Hawes as well. He comes through, I want to say, the Dana White contender series. He, he unfortunately got a loss to Chris Curtin. You got Edmund Shabazian, who is training partner with Ronda Rousey. Unlucky lost there as well. What did you think of, what did you think of the, oh, before I do ask, Ali, Ali Quinton as well lost, um, which I'm sure you'll touch on, but what did you think? overall of of the prelims 
Yeah, well, I think we saw we saw six knockouts in a row, didn't we? Um, which which is crazy. That was that was through the uh, from the early prelims through to the prelims. Yeah, Valante fight, which the end of the which prelims. I think which I think just shows you really that uh, you know all these guys wanted to state their claim really on the on the night, and you know some of them you did. Can't win this sport. Oh, absolutely, and you know there was performance of the night bonuses handout left, right, and centre. Dana obviously had a great night. Um, I told you that he obviously put out that he'd uh, he'd won some money on the Canelo boxing, so he was just dishing out bonuses left, right, and centre. Um, fantastic. Some of the knockouts were just beautiful. Um, I think the uh, Curtis one was um, the biggest upset on the night against Phil Hawes. I think everyone kind of fancied Phil Hawes to do I was that. Phil Hawes to yeah, same man. He's looked so good as well. Like, it's such a shame for him, but. Um, Curtis Curtis gave great account for such a great experience. Um, the the one for me though, and, and you, you haven't touched one of there to be fair, but the the one for me absolutely hands down was that Chris Barnett spinning wheel kick man. I was um, get to this, but yeah. unreal. That is <laughs> unreal. That honestly, I oh. I watched it back so many times, and I, how on earth is he getting his foot up there and just cleaning him out? Oh. Also, <laughs> I was very, very, very impressed how he landed the um, the celebration, the the little sort of jump over the head, land on your bottom. The little flip, man. Oh. Bro, he he landed that. He landed that like a bloody gymnast or something. That wasn't the first time he's done that. He landed that with with ease, but. But that that whole that whole spinning spinning back kick whatever whatever because he's not even tall he's not even that tall like some little he's five five foot nine mate he's, he's even... he, he is essentially a fat middleweight bro he's literally just like a couple of inches taller than me but yeah um yeah in in, in insane and I let I let I let you have I let you have your moment to shine on your boy and Gary because. I remember watching this live as well. Um, I can't help but just see shades of Conor McGregor. I'm, I'm, I know That's, it's very cliche. Very, it is very, very cliche. cliche. It's very uh, cliche. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got so much I could say. So much I could say. And I've, I've seen bits of him around kind of the scene and like him building his way up. But this this was his opportunity, and he and he was fighting a guy in Jordan Williams, who's you know who's no, no joke. Sure, he's yeah. no joke, you know. And uh, to be ch- you know, the UFC always does it, don't they? They they bring you in on your debut, and they don't give you no easy guy. They put you in against somebody who's actually going to show that you you're worthy of being in in this um you know in in this network of fighters. And um you know he he looked like he was struggling, man. He really did, but just you know he just stuck in there and he made sure that he stuck to his game and I think that was so so important because it's so easy to kind of come away when you think oh four minutes into this round one and nothing I've done's worked but he stuck to his game plan he he looked for that clean finish and, and he got it and it was it was a great knockout and uh and this this guy will go places I have no doubt about it in my mind um you know he's he's working out he's working out of a great gym he's he's really really got fantastic fantastic skills um his, his striking is obviously and you saw that with the knockout his striking is his uh go to yeah it's his go-to and 
um, you know, his inspiration was Connor. Um, it was hard not to be inspired by Connor, I guess, coming out of Ireland. And uh, he, he's really, really got, I mean, his, his nickname is the future, but he really has got a future in this sport. And at, at 23 years old, to come into the UFC at Madison Square Garden and knock someone out on your debut. Fair play, yeah, fair you play. are you are up here. Like, that is it. Yeah, 100% on this card. Just well, unreal. It was, a, it was a nasty knockout as well. The little, the little boom, boom left. Oh, it, was, it was a banging knockout. And I think he said, Connor said as well, this takeover two is happening. We got, bro, we got. We've got a few nationalities in the UFC now, and they're all taking over. Obviously, we've got we've got the Middle Easterns and 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 those those on the east eastern side of the of the, uh, of the planet. We've got the Westerners come in, but we've got the Africans come in as well. But if 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 you aren't a fan of UFC, get into UFC right now because there's some very very big cards coming up. And I think that that very nicely wraps us up for episode one of season two. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for bearing with us. Thank you for your patience as we have taken a bit of an extended break previously. We're back on the grind now. So thank you for, again, your patience, listening. Thanks, guys. means the world. And we'll see you next week on UFC. It's not a pay-per-view this next week. It's Holloway and Rodriguez. Just, I guess, just very quickly, um, what do you make of this card? Just just, just very quickly. Obviously, we'll cover it, cover it more next week. But what do you make quickly of this card, Josh? I'm excited for the card. I'm excited to, to go back to a fight night. Uh, I guess a bit more normality. Back to the world, not travelling halfway across the world to go to uh, Fight Island, then back to Madison Square Garden for two, two of the biggest cards of the year. Um, but the issue UFC fight night has got a lot on the line, uh, particularly when it comes to the main event with with Holloway and Rodriguez. Um, man, I'm just so so glad that we are going to get to see Max Holloway again. Um, it feels like it's been far too long, and I love the Blessed Express. I cannot wait to see it. I'm very excited. You and me both, bro. You and me both. But nice one, guys. Thank you for listening. Peace out.